0: All right, so let's officially start. So our topic for today is analyzing the three paradigms of globalization and culture. So so basically we're talking about how, or uh, competing views on uh, globalization and culture. And you might ask, why is this relevant for our topic since our topic is media culture man? What does it, ha- uh, what does it or how does it play into the the discussion of globalization and culture or media culture. Why, how does media enter into the, the foray of this discussion? Well, it's very interesting because these paradigms are, are mga perspectives or views on how globalization affected culture. And, of course, one of the drivers, one of the dominant drivers of culture is actually pretty much media. And, and these three... Are, are very much mga dominant views between theorists and how they perceive uh, this is more of a more of a kind uh, of forecast or prediction about how globalization will run its course good and then they, these are somewhat kind of negative and positive outlooks and these really are somewhat being driven by the media itself meaning if the media will not perform well or how the media performs will be dependent on these three following paradigms or cultural globalizations. So let's start. So, I forgot what to about learning outcomes. So, amidst the inevitability of globalization, it's very interesting to note how the notion of cultural difference itself has changed form. So. Originally, when we talk about kanang globalization, mangod, in, in terms of cultural differences, it's basically nat national differences. Where when we talk about it, it's it's mainly focused on race, it's mainly focused on territory, it's mainly focused on language, and it's mainly focused on history. So basically, it's very kanang, uh, very nationalistic ayo. It's that's why kanang, uh, during these these times, what even before the rise of the nation states that conflict was pretty much or, or like borders were pretty much evident because cultures or cultural differences has its standard of being very nationalistic but today it's not really the case because of globalization the different forms of differences have come to the foreground such as gender politics identity politics, ethnic and religious movements, minority rights, and indigenous people. So how these uh, these movements are portrayed are basically viewed primarily on three fundamental paradigms. So for our learning outcomes for today, we will try to discuss the following paradigms, and uh, namely the differentialism, convergence, and hybridization. And we will eventually talk about their pros and cons or how they started their concepts and we will try to talk about its future or how it will be uh, forecasted in globalization so I think you're familiar already of the two particularly on differentialism and convergence So the first one in the picture who can guess so the first one is of course Samuel Huntington, and the other one is Ritzer, the writer for McDonaldization. So, <clears throat> so what these paradigms are meta-theoretical reflections on cultural differences that argue mainly that there are three and only three perspectives of cultural differences. So for now, so if you can provide or think of a fourth one, to no, you could you could write a paper about it and publish it, and you will be very very much renowned in in anthropology and international relations as well so particularly these perspectives fall on cultural differentialism or the lasting differences cultural convergence or the growing sameness or homogenization and cultural hybridization or ongoing mixing so each of these positions involve a particular theoretical precepts such as because of course they are paradigms so Uh, The first one, of course, that is cultural differentialism. It's The view, according to to this, is to which cultural differences is immutable. Maybe the oldest perspective, basically, on cultural differences. So basically, it's like national differences, but uh, but globalization. And and, and to make it easier to, to visualize, I don't know if you can visualize it. So when we say immutable mango, dili di siya maka nang dili siya ma transform. Like for example, no matter how kapila pa nimo i-i-dok I, I, dok ang amputhaw, kapila pa nimo i-ilanay ang amputhaw, kapila pa nimo kanang uh, sunugo na amputhaw, amputhaw gyapon na siya. I mean, it will never change. That's the first view of cultural differences. Next, the second one, the thesis of this cultural convergence is as old also as uh universalism as it in, in religion so both have been revived and renewed as varieties of modernisms respectively in its romantic and enlightenment version so basically homogenization wherein, uh like like religion where like for example Catholicism started in fact Catholicism Judaism and uh, Islam started in a single point in Middle East right it's around it's in the Middle Eastern area, particularly, dominantly on Jerusalem or uh, Israel in that area. So, but it's because of the cultural convergence that these religions spread out to various regions in the in the world, and then that culture was adopted by that by that place. So, for example, would be the expansion of Christianity in in the West and the expansion of Islam in the East and the expansion of judaism into very far from places and the third perspective is of course hybridization so hybridization is not homogenization ha, because there's a very good difference between that so you might wonder debuster homogenization but you know hybridization kay, homogenize so, homogenize culture Well it's not really the case because this is the the first two are very kind of modern kay mga ideas but this one is a post-modern Postmodern perspective on the foray or the topic, where they focus on how cultures are constantly created, eventually, particularly because of globalization. So let's start with the first one. Alright. So before we continue, if you have any questions, like problems na mga problems encounter, if bilik ko so please tell me. So I will try to to slow down, siguro or So okay, Rabo, maklaro na akong audio. Alright, so if you have questions, I really appreciate if you can butt in inside. Like, I'm not really like the most of the teachers who conscious if you butt in. If you have questions, because it, it gives me the impression that you're listening. And if you're listening, it makes me happy. So So differentialism, when we talk about this one. So basically one of the theorists that is very dominant is Samuel Huntington. I believe Sir Alan already discussed or introduced you to Samuel Huntington. So in 1993, he created the the book entitled The Clash of Civilizations. So, I have a copy of this book, and this is ha- this also has a very interesting history with me because this is a book I borrowed from the library. So side discussion, lang, and then I spilled coffee on it. So I was forced to buy a new one and keep the old one. It's sad, but it's it's a good memory. It's still there in my bookshelf. Anyway, going back, so what uh the thesis of differentialism for samuel huntington samuel huntington is a very controversial person is he is like fukuyama but uh but a realist if fukuyama is like a very liberalist perspective and think of uh huntington as uh uh, one creating very far-flung theories but then like it's it it can be easily discredited in in today but we're still studying him because of course the three dominant Uh, paradigms are not yet changed and one of the proponents of which is Samuel Huntington's uh, uh, take on differentialism in his work on clash of civilizations where he argued that a crucial indeed a central aspect of what global politics is likely to be in the coming years will be the clash of civilizations with the end of the Cold War international politics moves out of its western phase and it and its centerpiece becomes interactions between the West and non-Western civilizations among non-Western civilizations. So, what does it mean by that? So, can can anyone try to uh, interpret uh, what Samuel Huntington meant and his prediction in the future? So, can I have volunteers? Or can I call people? i have other options okay.
1: ex- yes me, this is yes speaking sir so i would like oh, to okay. i would like to express my understanding regarding what you have read and um, okay <laughs> yeah so someone huntington uh provided this uh synthesis that international <coughs> politics would have a different scope compared at the ka- 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 present day sir because um the traditional. of uh, View for or the scope or the lens are on the Western countries or the Western states, but now contemporary, contemporarily, the rise of the Islamic states, the um, rising influence of Chinese of China of China, means that the international international politics is slowly becoming non-Westernized. So that's what um, I understood from. Here.
0: Yeah so that, that's basically correct the overview of uh, Samuel Huntington's predictions is that as uh, what Andrea mentioned that since the the western the western powers will be somehow sharing the spotlights to the non-western actors there will be cha- uh, there will be drastic changes and a lot of these drastic changes as predicted by Samuel Huntington will be uh, pretty much, uh, somewhat of a clash. So, mag- mag-abut yun ang mga kwan. So, particularly, mga dominant actors of these are the Islamic and the Sino cultures. So, basically, countries in the Middle East and China. So, oh, any other ideas? Any, any, any. any, 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 any uh, I'm sorry, ko. So, anyone who, want, who would want to share their ideas as well. So, na- sharing the Latin? Okay, uh, Destiny, you're opening your mic.
1: <laughs> so, okay, sir. But, sir. Uh, if, Antic, like, <laughs> like, if I use na ko ang, ko an lang, sir. Lahilan ni nga uh, ka arguments, sir. Pero if I use ang balance of power, ganit, sir, nga context. kay, di ba, there is, what's mul- unip Unipolar, bipolar, and multipolarity, sir. Yes. Yeah, then, if, di for example, sir, if unipolar, kay, dili siya, dili siya conflictual, kay, o saraman ang naay power, o ang powerful, or kanang ang aspect. But since, according to Samuel Huntington, karun, in the modern era, modern age, kay daghana of powers ang ni rise of course, there will be conflict, Ganis, sir, of interest, conflict of power, and, yeah, nana, sir.
0: Yes, yeah, so very good. So, you use the uh, polarities as basis. In, in fact, it's also very much correct. So, I believe you already know about Samuel Huntington's thesis that uh, since, or he would argue generally that the world was peaceful during the Cold War era. Uh, like, he was one of the proponents that uh, bipolarity is far more uh, stable rather than multipolarity because the world was simply dominant between two ideologies and when these two ideologies dominate the culture it, it somehow pacifies other mga existing cultures in that area for example, uh, uh, mga communist countries during the Cold War period so they have their own cultural mga practices that they had to give up on for the sake of the development of this ideology so particularly on what China did katong katong i forgot the specific thing katong but then the five the the olds so five olds are kalimot ka me, let me google it I internet so five olds like the burning of the five olds like they had this Ah, the four olds wait is this the one oh, yeah okay check so they have they have what they call as the burning of the four olds, so basically it means uh, old customs, old cultures, old habits, and old ideas. So this was very particular during the Cold War period where this was the time that they were in small villages, small cities, or areas. They were able to ang anything that is part of their old culture. And then what remains is the red book, which is the, the book of Mao. So so in, in that in that scenario it really shows that uh, uh, a lot of cultures are willing to forego their their old cultures for the sake of their 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 new ideological culture so basically that's pretty much showing that since our cultural origins are not part will we'll not intervene with the conflict anymore so and also the case with the liberal countries or the countries where they they somehow supported or they shifted their interest on mga international mga western products like for this for the case of the philippines where and mas must boom ato ang pag, pag support sa mga western products during the cold war because of course that is also ideological whether we we think of it or not that's 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 soft power also buying products that are not ours is part of globalization strategy of the the United States and the Western countries so their argument is that uh, pre-cold war era is very peaceful because there were just two powers uh, fighting against each other so now that the Cold War era is over Samuel Huntington predicts predicts a concept that is Confucian and Islamic military connection that has come into being in the form of arms flows between East Asia and Middle East. So, so this is also nuggety evidence to cite this. So, like in the case of the the Palestinian conflict, so like wherein uh, U.S. is backing Israel and uh, China and Russia is backing Palestine. So, this is the, the very. This is a common common scenario when you study about Middle Eastern, international relations where most of the wars that are happening right now exist not because only of cultural differences but rather of uh, international politics. A lot of these wars in the Middle East are fueled by international politics because who supports these countries? It's uh, major players that is Russia, China, USA, and the Western allies, so it's pretty much showing evidence that Huntington would really argue that this is not really a good time for uh, for globalization because it's very unstable and it's very difficult to determine who our enemies and our allies are. So it it paramounts to the idea of that the world politics will be between the West and the Rest. So, so pretty much like that. So it's either. He is somehow introducing uh, a new type of uh, uh, polarity, but it's uh, more conflicting wherein there are so many powers, but they will just gang up on you eventually. So, a central focus of conflict for the intermediate or immediate future will be between the West and the Islamic Confucian states. So, it makes culture being presented as the new fault line of conflict wherein he argued good. You know, Culture, of course, I nagiribat kanina but then he, he currently uh, during uh, in his book he, he tries to to argue that uh, conflict is the main driver of these. Uh, sorry, culture is the main driver of these conflict. It's because of the idea that cultural culturalist differentialism is somehow inescapable. Meaning, uh, since there are no ideologies ideologies to control these kind of countries. Culture will somehow mu flourish, well, will flourish, and then and then they will try to propagate eventually. So this is also uh as evidence in the rise of populist states, where you can see nga, mga populist states are very nationalistic. So they try to impose their nationalism in a in a national sense, like particularly upon so many countries right now. So I know you can name a few. So money and premise. Culture, culture will be the driving catalyst for conflict. Uh, it's, it's, it's worse than international politics, Kunuhay, because uh, culture constantly drives people. Because culture itself is a very, it's a very basic or fundamental uh, aspect of, of, of humanity. Wherein, if not the five senses, we could consider our sixth sense as culture because it's somehow our blueprint. Because without our culture, there is no way possible to survive in, in a world like this. So basically, how we perceive reality, how we pre- how we think, how we how we do things are pretty much uh, expressed or embedded on our culture. Whether you agree with me or not, culture is the blueprint of us being us, of so being human. So, so that's why for Huntington, very inevitable kinsa conflict in terms of culture so but there are also mga can- counter arguments with this where especially huntington's thesis is at odds with the common self-understanding of the east and southeast asian countries and societies prejudicial because it's not really the west versus the the rest uh yeah west versus the rest because if you could think there is also what we call as the east-west confusion wherein uh societies and asia eastern asia you could see that there are western technologies being inculcated in asian values so there is somehow a kanang, homogenization of these cultures so that means there is this introduction or there is this kind of idea that no it's it's not it's not uh making you are uh, it's uh, this or uh, this phenomenon is not making you uh one hating the world against you, or like let's say the 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 non-Western world would eventually uh bite back. Moram guchag ang concept banga? Since these countries were colonialized, these countries were oppressed. Nagini tendency to bite back na once walak naka walak nasa sila wala nas power ang kanin mga major player or mga major players. So like for example, if you if you if you a treat a dog badly. A very poor analogy, But then, so like, if you and and simply because dili sa because you are at a very, very prime age. So once dog, and if that dog still has an uh, kalagot against you, so eventually it will try to bite back. This is the concept that uh, uh, Huntington would try to view since we are no longer one of the major actors expect that the east and middle east will bite back against us but that's not the case because we have created a new culture we have homogenized asian cultures into a very western outlook so so while huntington reproduces the standard enemy images of the rest so very conscious in terms of understanding international relations they can argue against samuel huntington and he also rehearses the standard self-image of the west meaning he is really proposing that <clears throat> the only way for this to be stable is uh, creating a new hegemon which is the which is u.s imperialism but that is again not the case because we now go to the second topic which is the convergence as i've said earlier western technologies asian values so we have what they call as the convergence. So a good example here is the McDonaldization. So very interesting McDonaldization because it argues counter to the to the ideas of uh, differentialism, wherein uh, it's because of globalization, it's because of westernization that we are slowly homogenizing the world, meaning we are slowly making these countries uh, westernized. So the thesis of this is that there will be worldwide, worldwide homogenization of societies through the impact of multinational corporations. In other words, Tulong uh, did it read or TLDR capitalism will homogenize the world. So, do you agree? So, would you agree with that thesis? Can anyone share? You're in the result of Redzer? Okay, I'll Oh, Jude, why do you have two accounts? So, can you share about your thoughts regarding Ritzzer's premise of homogenization of the world?
2: Uh, okay, sir this is my take on it so basing on the statement the process where principles of fast food I think American society today at present is a uh, cultural hotbed where various cultures in the world has been integrated in American society we can see that through Chinatowns you can see that a lot of uh, Mexican food is also popular in American society. So basically, in that pro- in the process of McDonaldization, as you said, sir, uh, culture is really homogenized, and in the far future, um, every society, not just in America, all around the world, might yeah integrate and. Became a very
1: tolerable society.
0: Okay. All right, so very, very interesting thing. So it looks like I caught you off guard there, Jun. All right, so uh, yes, that's, that's true. That one of the premise of uh, Ritzer's comment is that we will eventually have a, a homogenized world simply because of capitalism it's it's pretty much like his argue on max weber on bureaucracies where uh, bureaucracies are better than uh, governments because they function for the benefit of uh, their mga, mga companies or, or their mga enterprise. and and the more they benefit it uh, the more uh, the more feasible it is for its workers and its and themselves the more they can improve it so that's also the case uh, that's basically Uh, revamping Weber's work on on bureaucracy that McDonaldization is bureaucracy 2.0 where uh, we don't have to worry about differentialism because of the concept of McDonald's so so this is according to Ritzer how he defines McDonaldization it's the process where by the principles of the <clears throat> fast food restaurants are coming to dominate more and more sectors of American societies as well as the rest of the world. So so basically, he, he identifies his theory in three theses. So first is efficiency, calculability, and control laborers and customers. Controls con- controls laborers and customers. So, so it, it talks about why you think that McDonaldization is very effective in in homogenizing the world. It's simply because it's efficient. So, like like how fast food services uh uh is is being put in a setting. It, it's it's calculable. You you can you can predict it very easily, and it's very fast and inexpensive, and it's also controlling the market itself. So meaning. With this alone, with capitalism alone, you can pretty much, cre- uh, uh, you can homogenize the culture that you want to that society. A, a good example of that is Kanangkwan, how the Philippines is, is very much <clears throat> interested on mga Western products. So, so, can you name me uh, at least mga five Filipino bands that are present today, that are very popular today? Uh, five is very small. Can you name me ten <laughs> Filipino bands that are uh, that are relevant today? Are still playing today. So So let me call on uh Kapapas. So Kapapas name me at least ten Filipino bands that you can think of that are still making music today. Oh, I'm so, let's call in another one. So, it's oh, awake
1: I'm
0: volunteer? Okay, Lawrence. Oh. Yes, sir. Okay, so can you name me at least 10 Filipino bands that you can think of?
2: Razorheads, Parukyan, Edgar, Kamikaze. kasi. are still playing? Sir.
0: We'd play pagbigapon i raise their heads.
2: Wala kong answer for I don't think ah. so if nagko kasi la kan sir.
0: Okay <laughs> continue. Wala na sir. Wala na oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, we play.
2: Um River Maya Silent Sanctuary, sir. Okay four. Sa pamana. <laughs> <laughs> Mymp.
0: Oh, I think the has been back to M.O.M.P. Oh, you're the old ones, you're the old ones.
2: Six ma- Cycle Mines, sir.
0: Okay, you've been thinking about it.
2: Kalyaliling, Charlam.
0: Okay, I think you have three more. Ages. Aegis, you've been thinking about it.
2: Bamboo, Charlang.
0: <laughs> okay, last one, last one. Where is it? One? December Avenue, sir. Okay, December Avenue. At least, na i very much kind of up to date. But right now, can you name me? Can you name me twenty uh, foreign bands or groups that you can that you know of? Or at least give me ten, na lang siguro. Ako Japan, sir. Iko Japan.
2: What idea, sir?
0: What okay, idea? okay so can anyone uh name or, or like can you pick someone else lawrence say andre andre okay okay andre Canenigo. can you name me 10 bands that are not local any music groups that are not local hello andre hello sir um what okay. answer Do oh, mga local? international mga uh, Five seconds of summer, sir. Okay, five steps ko answer you sila pink eh. like Blackpink, sir. Blackpink, okay. Yeah. familiar with uh, One day, sir. Okay. Oh, ah, oh, uh, no. little message sir, little me. Oh, yeah. About to say sir? Okay. So, although like, nag nagubakom premise nung na akang mo argue taka ko nga mas nagan mo nebawan ng mga foreign fans kesa local ba? But anyway, thank you, Andre. So, okay. You, so, so the idea is that uh, we we know more, but of course that uh, the scenario I've given you did not really uh, came into fruition as I expected it. But that's basically the idea that we don't really need to uh, force people to like westernization because we will just simply uh, McDonaldize it because we will simply introduce it in a capitalist setting and they will simply enjoy and homogenize with that culture. So I hope you understand what I'm talking about so this is like for example in how McDonald's is spread out all over the world. That's basically uh, a very good out- output of globalization. And at the same time, you are also taking part of that new global culture. So even though you argue uh, what well, my culture and a McDonald's sir, but there actually is. There is a lot of culture in fast food chains. Like for example, uh, like some some gypsal. Like some gyupsal is a very cultural experience because you are eating there in a very non-conventional or filipino way or in fast foods in general everywhere you go that is not local so that is a new cultural experience. that's why i don't like sangyup sal because i don't understand the concept while other people really enjoy it well, that's already part of the convergence or the McDonaldization, where it's The service is fast, it's calculable, and it's predictable, and it controls the labor and the customers. So basically, pretty much, you don't need to work hard on introducing your culture, but simply give it to them in a price and they will enjoy it. So that's basically soft power. So it's it's a variation variation on a theme, on the classical theme of universalism in its modern form of modernization and the global spread of capitalist relations. so, modernization and Americanization are the latest versions of westernization, so whether you like it or not. So, if colonialism is delivered by, or if colonialism de- delivered European Europeanization, so, for example, uh, the how the Philippines was colonized or how mga American states were colonized, neocolonialism is driven by U.S. Hege- hegemony as delivered by americanization so so these concepts particularly can be traced back to the the general framework of evolutionism a single track of universal process of evolution through which all societies some faster than others are progressing in a vision of universal progress such that benefits an imperial world so this concept of kind of evolutionism there are two proponents of this uh, one is Marx and second one is Weber, as I've mentioned earlier. So for Marx, in in the concept of universalism, where he argues that it's because of capitalism that we have created uh, 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 another form of global uh, diaspora or imbalance. Wherein the world systems theory is one of the concepts that support Marx's claim that once once uh, capitalism universalized universalizes it's not really the case that everyone will be the same or everyone will be enjoying it but there will be dominant actors or dominant states and there will be uh, mga, mga mga substates or mga, mga peripheral states and but for web he argues the opposite where he emphasizes so on the rationalization so no, in, in other words, in the form of bureaucratization and other rational social technologies wherein the, the people's choice will matter. So it's not going to work unless the people will choose it, unless the people will, will, will create, uh, will support it. And of course, through bureaucratization where these mga enterprises function better than governments, because they try to maximize the benefits of their industries a good example of bureaucratization that i can think of in a very uh, small sense or small scale is how 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 must pag imagine if sm will own the majority of srp ng mga lote just think of that like imagine sm buys the whole srp and then will open it for public for capital for capital for capitalist mga enterprises, so daga na kasi ang pambuhaton dito. So imagine that, and just think of the roads that that kanang SM will build. So anak sa kanang. Imagine, imagine ang dalan siyempre mung baranggay kumpara ni sa dalan sa SM, and that SM ng dalan is very private. It's very different. So in other words bureaucratization works better than our functions better than our national government. So, yunana sya, yunana sya yunana sya case. So, going back, as on slide? There are also challenges. It's not really a 100% guarantee that this sa kanang globalization where it will eventually because there are also flaws to Ritzer's claim. So, particularly on the idea of of how mcdonald's function in russia so it basically failed on every score of the of of britzer's thesis so so instead of efficiency so a lot of people noon kay nag 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 queue up some mcdonald's for several hours para lang makapalit like, in this uh, efficient and distribution so so, instead of inexpensive, ang McDonald's is considered as uh, a luxury food where in America, it's it's basically nang, pang street food value in the ah. But then, laki, mahal de ang, ang McDonald's. You could also nang, argue that in the case of the Philippines, nga, nang, it's not really a uh, uh, very, very free kanang ka or very cheap kaayong ka product. And instead of predictability, to their differences and uniqueness attract Russian customers, while many, they order the standard menu, items are not server kanin uh, mga uh, standard menu sa, sa America are not served in Moscow or Moscow because this is not what the market appealed to and instead of uniform uh, a good example of predictability is that when you go to McDonald's in America wala kay makitaan nga kanang. McDonald's ng meal, nga na rice. Kita ra sa Philippines or Asian countries ang na rice nga McDonald's. So but mo na concept na nakarry ng McDonald's kana gida si rice. So if you go to other countries, they have very different products. A good example also matcha, is kana Starbucks ng matcha, ba is matcha na trend in sa sa world. Nagkakayug ng mga Filipinos ni wonder ganon wala naman tay na nak Philippines and then eventually, na carry over So that's kind kan. that's uh, that's the that's the case wherein The people also dictate the the market eventually. So it, it's not really the, st- the 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 McDonald's did not have the standard. So instead of uniform management control, so McDonald's in Moscow introduced a variation in labor control. So basically, mga measures to to produce productivity on that and in like for example extra fun motivations like fast service competitions special hours for workers to bring their families to eat in the restaurant so basically they are adapting that they're adapting into kind of measures that would benefit the 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 global market in in uh sorry the mcdonald's market in russia and of course, in customer control by allowing customers to linger often for more than an hour on a cup of tea to soak up the atmosphere. So imagine like uh, just like imagine magstay ka sa McDonald's for pila ka hours kay adto ka mag-study og adto ka mag relax relax. Well, that's not the case for mga fast food chains because fast food like homanem kao lakaw ka. Pertan and in, in Russia kaya mura sya pinna Starbucks ato ba nga magstay ka pila ka hours and that's not also the case in united states i guess in starbucks i'm not sure but basically it's like that but usually mga mga cafes in america are very much kana mga loud and lively because people are doing uh, meetings people are talking and it's not really unlike the philippines where people are studying no? so the philippines kay ma conscious ka kanang adto mga mga starbucks kay maghilum hilam ka it's a place for relaxation while in other in other countries particularly in Italy so when you go to a coffee shop you I expect Domingo in experience so in Asia. so there are challenges to that the theory of mcdonaldization so in other words uh, Shannon Peters concluded that McDonaldization in Moscow does not really represent cultural homogenization but rather something different and that is what we call as the global localization or the localization. which then also may argue that firms may be multinational but all business is local so if you create a business and you do not adhere to the demands of your customers then that's not a good business strategy. And that is why there this is one of the major challenges of the McDonaldization. And aside from it being inefficient in other parts of the world, it also created growing resistance in debates. So for example, is McDonald's is not the number one fast food chain anymore in various countries. unlike before nga once McDonald's came out in mga, the Philippines, everybody was into McDonald's. Well, well, we still have Jollibee to, to 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 compete against. And also, of course, uh, there's also a problem with McDonaldization because of obesity, where dakan obese. So instead of encouraged fast food, gibang discouraged. So. so in conclusion, most studies of capitalism and culture find diverse and hybrid outcomes. So this suggests that capitalism itself hosts more diversity than usually assume so instead of really viewing homogenization it's viewing another concept so to the appropriate analytic would rather be capitalisms its cultural in- intersection are more diverse than what we originally originally viewed so it becomes a rhizome of capitalism twins then with eventually it adopted into culture it becomes the rhizome of culture which brings us to the next discussion, which is the hybridization, where in nga kind capitalism, homogenizes culture. It instead creates a new kind of cultural hybrid or rhizome. Familiar one among mga rhizome, kana mga plants ganing. Like for example, kanang grass, Kanang grass. It it grows in a rhizome pattern, especially kana mga kana mga grass, down anong ng dahon nga. There is uh, 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 a central stem or there's a central grass where it will expand nasha in various stems, but it's still connected to one grass and then mangugat eventually. That's how grass spread and grow. So that's like that. Uh, that's why we use the word rhizome. So this is the last one. So the hybridization. It's basically. It's not homogenization. Homogenization, but it's making new culture so mixing has been very perennial as a process but very new in the imaginary perspective so imaginative as a perspective it differs fundamentally for from the two previous theories that we discussed on it does not build an older theorem but creates new windows so one moment So this is now our last part. Happy Tagita moment. So hybridization is an antidote to the cultural differentialism of racial nationalist doctrines because it takes as its point of departure precisely on those previous experiences of banishment, marginalized marginalism, tabooed, cult and cultural differentialism. So basically this is a counter uh, outcome of differentialism. So it's a bird's nationalism because it privileges border crossing. It it encourages uh the 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 diffusion of borders I'm uh, sorry that the uh, uh, yeah the diffusion of uh, 's that. it encourages the uh, diminishing of borders rather it subverts identity politics such as e- politics such as ethnic and other claims to purity and authenticity because it starts out from the fuzziness of boundaries what do we mean by that so instead of of redefining culture or in, or nationalizing our culture like for for example saying uh, we must maintain our old ways because that's who we are. Like, uh, make America great again or make the Philippines great again or not very nationalistic. But this one instead uh, somehow blurs the line between nationalism, borders, and culture into making it something uh, making something new. So, if modernity stands for an ethos of order and neat separation by tight boundaries, so, like, very like, like, for example, in it's uh, in a very modern period. There is pretty much almost segregation of almost everything you can think of. Like for example, segregation of women and and men. There, like there, there are there are there are different accesses to to men and women in terms of labor. So, and there are also separation of race. There is also separation of classes. But Hybridization reflects a uh, postmodern sensibility, so it's more of a cut and mix. method It's transgression and subversion, wherein it really changes or challenges the standard. So, a lot of these hybridizations are are reflected in uh, on the following, such as the syncretism, the creolization, the age or mestizajes, and the crossovers. Like for example. Kita, the, the Philippines is a very good proponent of hybridization. Kapila, kapila gi kanang or kapila gi of new cultures. Instead of uh, uh, assimilating to that culture, we have created a new culture that is a hybrid of our old cultures and uh, the new cultures. A good example of that is how we celebrate Sinulog. So. Sinologue is not a very it's not a Catholic practice it's, it, it's a very kind of very pagan it's a very kind uh, pre-his, of pre-hispanic type of practice wherein kanang, we are using dances that are not kanang, Spanish of origin or Catholic of origin we are celebrating fiestas so it's not really a, a, a very religious take first but rather a cultural, uh, a cultural experience so we hybrid he we hybridized that phenomenon so another types or another related notions are global ecumenate or ecumenism so meaning that the meeting up of cultures so like the mixing up of cultures and like for example christians and muslims uh, uh and communicate together or create a dialogue together and and local globalization so so, like for example, uh, uh, good scenarios of hybridization occurring in uh, in the real world is like in Japan where grandmothers and kimonos bow in gratitude when they can transact mga ATM machines. So, another is also young couples bringing handheld computer games along for romantic evenings. This shows that... <coughs> this shows that... Uh, even though there is a, the meet-up of different cultures, there's the meet-up of the West and the East, we have created a new type of hybrid with those cultures. A good example I can think of in the Philippines is... think of? Uh, uh No, I for, completely forget it. So how about you? Can you think of any examples where we we created a hybrid culture? that oh yeah the, the, the sinolog one is an example can you give also other examples of hybridization of culture that is practiced by the filipinos let me call uh let me call gaviola jacette
1: Um, <laughs> um. I'm sorry, sir. I can't think any um examples, sir. Right now, maybe later.
0: Okay. Can you call someone else?
1: Um. Call, <laughs> sir. Okay.
0: Let me call. Uh. Ini, mini, myni mo, Demadara, JD.
1: a lot of my sir good but, um maybe like Chinese New year
0: oh okay very good yeah so Chinese New Year is a very interesting celebration where that is the celebration particularly done by the Chinese and the Filipinos are taking part with it as well regardless of them being Chinese that's a good example a good example also is Taglish or konyo where we, we mix our language into different languages like English and Tagalog or English and Cebuano. Like like in Davao, we're not sa Very interesting to listen. So like that. So we have created a, a new output of cold short. So but that's not really kanang the case of inanak there are also challenges to hybridization. What are, so for example, uh, what are actually being mixed as cultural languages rather than cultural grammars? do cultural languages and cultural grammars. So, so when we talk about cultural languages, just think of the superficial element or the basic elements of culture, where it's just uh, mixing two together, while cultural grammar, you are changing the the grammar itself, like. Like for example, you can speak French and Spanish and uh, you can merge French and Spanish, but you cannot really create a new language that is using French and Spanish unless you would do so. That's basically what hybridization is. It's just it's just the, the meeting point of two cultures. It's not creating a new culture. Like, it's it very superficial, they would argue with that sense. Like for example, immigrant and settler societies were intermingling over time and represents a historical momentum profound enough to engage into cultural grammar, not just cultural language. So so Kanishangas kana sense immigrants and settler societies where they have they have created a new type of culture, it's through intermingling over a process of time. So a good example of that will be kanang like <clears throat> like uh, societies in America. Like for example, katong mga, katong mga Italians, mga, mga mafia mobs. So once they they came into America, so instead of kanang mixing with kanang the whole american society or adapting with the whole american culture they they intermingled with various cultures and then somehow created a new type of of, italian american identity that is cultural grammar While while what's happening of cultural globalization it's just cultural language where we just mix those two things like punyu where where, where you're speaking conure, you're not really using a new language you're just mixing those two things together. It becomes grammar when you create new rules, new syntax new 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 kind of new expressions that are distinct within that culture So basically when we talk about cultural grammar it's the deeper deeper aspect of culture that that embeds uh, societies and culture where language think of it as superficial. So this one is a, a a table to summarize all the views of of what I was talking about. So we are at the end of our discussion. So for the futures, there isn't really much to talk about or much to to predict on that that is very new, like to expect on. So the futures evoked by these paradigms are very much different. For McDonaldization, it it evokes a triumphalist uh, triumphalist triumphalist americanization and a gloomy picture of the global iron cage where and global culturalist enchantment so meaning it pretty much is contrast to class of civilizations where it's the opposite where it offers a horizon of world of iron a deeply pessimistic politics of cultural divisions as a curse that dooms humanity to the lasting conflict and rivalry so the world as an archipelago of incommunable differences so basically when we talk about McDonaldization, it, it simply pictures a world that is uh, tolerant among each other because it because of a, a single homogenized culture, while custom civilizations is the opposite, where it constantly will resist the, the dominant culture trying to intervene with their national cultures. So it's every lasting. And like how like how political scientist Benjamin Barber wrote in his Jihad versus Macworld, so in 1995, it presents the clash between these two perspectives without giving a sense of the third option, which is mixing, while both are pretty much inseparable, uh, uh, both are pretty much in irreconcilable with each other so mixing or hybridization is open-ended meaning there is really uh, uh, not much information to talk about or to justify about hybridization in terms of experience as well as a theoretical sense because we are still experiencing the phenomenon right now so in its newness it means that its ramifications over time are not predictable because it doesn't fit an existing matrix or an established paradigm unlike unlike uh, differentialism and uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Macdonalization, where it's it's been experienced for centuries already. So, each paradigm also involves a different take on globalization. For cultural differentialism, it, globalization is a surface phenomenon only. The real dynamic is regionalization, so very nationalistic mm-hmm. differentialism or the formation of regional blocks, which tend to correspond with civilizational clusters. So for uh, differentialism, uh, the cultures or societies will one way or another try to create separation. While the convergence principle, contemporary globalization, is the same thing as westernization or Americanization. While the mixing approach is the outcome of globalization process as an open-ended a, a phenomenon where it's uh current globalization is much of a mixed mixing process of easternization as much of westernization and that ends our discussion for today so before we end our discussion do you have questions do you have clarifications <laughs> So for this one, I will be uh, I will be making a recording of this. I will just give you the audio file, para gan sa part kay bukace video. And I will also give you an activity to answer on. I will post it most likely on Tuesday, Thursday on during our time, para namoy answer ta atong time. And it will be submitted on or the deadline will be on Saturday. So But it's doable in one to two hours. Alright, so, do you have questions? So, if you have no questions, we can now end our discussion. So, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. So, I hope you're okay back there in your places. And I hope I'm okay to discuss. Because I, I really... Yeah. So I, I'm really but I'm very conscious in online classes. Because it's very weird the face-to-face classes especially doing podcast uh but i've experience a podcast so far because especially i don't really have a lot of feedback regarding it so so i might try uh online discussions with you depending on depending on really on 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 the on my capabilities but if listen guys new part good guy very poor on connection I will always supplement it with an audio recording, para lang gid makacap uban, because I really see nga nagiuban nga mga putut-puto lang connection, like like some students sa kung na encounter pod, like even here right now na nagi mga putut and I will consider it lang ya sabton lang yuko So if you have no more questions, so uh, you can end the call. But those who are late, so please tell me later so that I can change Okay, like
2: I have a question, sir. With regard hmm. um, to this podcast, sir, to your group, when it, sir? Is
0: man, ang next group, ang, ang next week group, no? Yes, sir. We can meet uh, probably on Friday or Thursday on what time mo, or asa mo ang, a day nga mas really busy. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay. So, if wala na more questions, you can end the call and you can you can proceed to your next class na, if you have If you kay relax tamay, mo pa stress, you don't have any stress. do todo have any stress, you don't Okay, so thank you everyone for sharing me, with me your time and I hope to see you next week, that depends really. So, you can end the call right now. So, thank you!
1: Thank
0: you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Katong late, ayos Get ang mga call. Katong mga late, ayos ang end call kaya para ma-change na kung inyo natin. Hello, sir. Hello, Amy.
1: Wala ako katubo ganina sa attendance sir. Sorry.
0: Ah, uh, mark now. Na-present naman siya. Ah, wala day. So, yeah. I will change it. Kinsa pa ang... Ang mga... What is wala na am na to
1: late cold
0: Okay. What is okay, ako What is
1: sir.
0: Sir, sir Madara it? sir. madara, eh, ako na, pa. Wala na.
1: Si Robert, sir. Lang na I'm going oh,
0: pa din. thank you sir.
1: Okay. Okay, if you want to na, may mga kuwa, wala
0: na mga concerns, you can me. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. Goodbye, sir. Thank, Bye.
1: Thank you, sir. Sure, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank
0: you, sir. Thank
1: you, sir. Something... <laughs> 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 to... Thank you, <laughs> <viz tomusur. laughs> <laughs> well, sir. Oh,
0: Thank oh, you, sir. Thank you, sir. sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you,
1: sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir.
0: sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, you, sir. Wala mo ka na hiwi
1: ang, Actually sir, ang duha na ko kaw wisdom sa taas kay hiwi na sila hey. Then sa obus nag na lang ang gums Doon akong kontra sir
0: Hmm Nakita eh? kay nakaturok-ragtaro akong wisdom tooth Kay akong ipon sa obus Kay naibita naman sa duha ba So, pagtubo niya kay Igor A siya naisbog sa umang ipon Pero Samok tong experience ako eh, mag, Mag-high school Doon na akong wisdom tooth
1: Sana all.
0: Tamok Karang, mm. dugay siya kanang ng nagsigak kanay.
1: Dunggay na kayo ni sir as in like Good. wala pa na human ang katong second year na ako sir na siya.
0: Dunggay ka na siya. Dunggay ka na siya mung
1: magtubo. Very slow kaayo. Gatubo. Ang ganyan wisdom sa kong mamaroon <laughs> huh? ay. So? Dunggay sir. Hindi naok. Dali siya sir kay. Dali siya mga kao nagtarong tungod siyang
0: wisdom. Hmm. Dali siya kayo na mga kaongke. Tandugo nun magagkaayo siya. I was No, going to go ko Yes! i Third year, third year high school. I'm going to pag mga second year college. I'm going to wisdom tooth for you. I'm going to use it fully. I'm All right, so we end the So, see you around. Thank
1: sir. i sir. I'm, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm thank you, sir. Hello. Hello. You're talking about para- a the so, no, man, on. ang a village, oh, village, oh. village village It's a village village a Video ba? Ah. To, about? Ay katong, katong old, old person na, mo against just, a modern. Um, um, I, I actually agree. Quite. Actually. Oh, <laughs> ag- agree agreement no na um. kanang, like, we We can't know. know. We can't know. We can't know. We can't know. We can't know. We can But get get apilan pa first love niag pare suno of first love <laughs> <laughs> we correct for japan ha huh? le sir get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye bye sir thank you sir <laughs> i like your discussion sir i'm being <laughs> more take care thank see you soon you.